from Good Shepherd Auditorium in Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome flamenco dancer and choreographer Zianix Berra. Zianix is a Bessie Award-nominated flamenco dancer, teacher, and choreographer based here in New York City. Female empowerment, sexual identity, and social justice color her choreographic work and create the focal point for the, for the company she founded in 2012. With background in dance and percussive studies, she has dedicated herself to lifelong study of flamenco with the masters of the art form in both New York and Spain. Throughout her career, she has worked with revered artists such as Isabel Bayon, Raquel Heredia, Rosario Toledo, Soledad Barrio, and Juan Ogala on some of the most important stages in the world, including the Joyce Theater, Lincoln Center, the Red Theater in Abu Dhabi, and Cafe Severio in Sevilla. Zianix is a dedicated teacher with a thriving flamenco school in New York City for people of all ages, levels, and abilities while conducting workshops for the Joyce Theater and New York City Center during their annual Flamenco Festival. We're going to talk to her about her work and so much more, but first, let me welcome you, Zianix, to Inwood Artworks On Air. Great to see you. You too. I'm excited. Thanks for making it out today. It's kind of a rainy Inwood day here yeah. in the city. <laughs> Six weekend in a row. Oh, we were just talking about that. And last time I saw her, she was performing for us with um, her students and other professionals yeah. at the Hispanic Society for Hispanic Heritage Month. So kind of great to put the button on it here and, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and bring you back for that. And uh uh, so you were born and raised in Washington Heights. I don't think a lot of people know that, yeah. um, which is bustling with a great variety of Spanish culture, yes. but uh, not so much from Spain. Yeah. So <laughs> so how did you discover the world of flamenco or did it discover you? Well, I think actually both. I, um, I guess growing up, I had some reference, you know, the flowers and the skirts and things like that. But I, it wasn't until I saw it on PBS. There you go, folks. <laughs> PBS, uh, Riverdance. Do you remember Riverdance? Michael Flatley, right? Hello, you're Irish. I would hope. I'm Irish, yes. I would hope you know. Yes, Flatley, <laughs> for sure. But they were giving Riverdance on PBS. And um, so they have, obviously, the Irish dub dancing. They have um, tap and this Russian kind of uh, dance. And then they had flamenco. And so the dancer is Maria Pajes. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I, and I, I vividly remember going to the mirror and, like, trying to copy what she was doing. And uh, and it was actually a friend who said, I told him about it. And he's like, you know, you can take classes downtown. And I was like, really? Because I just knew what you did in school. I didn't right. know. You know, mom didn't have the funds to do any extracurricular things outside of school, right? So, um. I started January 5th, 2005. I'll never forget. And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And I think within a few months, I was like, okay, I think I think I want to do this. And then I met actually a, another Dominican girl in class. And she was like, look, you got to go to Spain. Like Spain is amazing. You got to go to Sevilla. They're like our people, whatever. Shout out to Jumilka. And I was like, what? So then again, the concept of, you know, going outside of Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, that's where you travel to, right? Outside of that, I didn't, I wasn't raised with that idea. So I worked, I graduated college. I worked three jobs that summer. 
Monday through Sunday, like every day. And I saved up $4,000 to go for a month. Changed your life. <laughs> Changed my life. So I was like, okay, we, we got to do this. And ever since then, I, you know, I go every year, every other year. And um, Working three jobs to get there. Yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do. You got to hustle, right? Yeah, you do. And um, I would save money and I would go for a few months and then come back and study here and save. And so it was like rinse and repeat. Wow. Uh, yeah. And who would have thought seven years later you'd have your own company? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Well, when people think of the Flamenco form, they think of something rich in tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, might even expect dance of like a classical theater kind of nature. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what I enjoy about your work um, explores very contemporary themes, mm-hmm. uh, as well as classical, of yeah. course. Uh, and we talk, as I talked about a little bit in your bio, you know, female empowerment, mm-hmm. social justice, queer themes, yeah. um, in your choreographic work, and it's it's become a focal point for your company. Yeah. Um, so. Where do you? I'm curious. Um, bringing in bringing in uh, the contemporary perspective. I was only one can because it's you. You know where where do you begin in developing an idea for a work? Um, you know, do you have guideposts in a process? Um, yeah. And would you like to work or explore? Do you start with collaboration? Just curious um, how you put things together. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'd love to know too because I don't even have a. <laughs> but I guess the projects that I've done have started. I guess very specific reasons. Like um, I was invited to be a part of this uh, show called Flamenco Rosado, which dealt with like, you know, the intersectionality of, you know, sexuality and flamenco and you know identity, and um, so that's how I got into that theme there. And then shortly after that. I did, I was accepted into the Emerging Choreographer series and I applied with the idea of doing like a group number, traditional with the shawl and, you know, happy dance and whatever. And then once I got accepted, you know, they're like, that's nice, but do you want to, you know, go somewhere else, right? And tackling, you know, you know, with the Franco era with Spain, there's a lot of machismo and I mean, still now, right? Uh, we're doing better, right? And breaking those um, barriers down. But in, in terms of flamenco at the time, you know, stories and, and portrayals of, you know, same-sex couples or same-sex love, things like that, wasn't very prominent. It was taboo, you could say, even, yeah. right? So, you know, at the time I was in a, in a same-sex relationship and I, you know, wanted to see what, what would happen if I, it was also stepping outside for myself, you know, um, and it was scary, of course. I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, so it was a, a challenge for me. I'm, I'm usually up for a challenge. <laughs> um, and it, you know, for the Emerging Choreographer series, it, you know, it paid off. We did, um, I ended up doing uh, a re- a remake on Pygmalion, the story of Pygmalion, right? I mean, um, Flamenco and George Bernard Shaw go <laughs> hand in hand. I mean, come on, right? Yeah, but even like more so like the Greek version sure. where the, 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 the sculpture, yeah, the right. you know, creates this beautiful statue, falls in love with her. And, you know, um, so I said, well, would that be if it was like a same-sex 
idea. So I was a sculptor and the, the sculptor was a woman and uh, with a kiss, she brings me to life. And, you know, what does that mean in terms of like the sculptor taking ownership of the sculpture, right? Your mind, where are you? And, you know, the sculpture is kind of saying, what is this? What is life? What is, who is this person? You know, so, and in 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minute piece, you know. Yeah, you um, don't get like a whole like two no, act play for this. No, no, yeah. no. Um, and for that, I actually brought in um, one of the five, maybe, female guitarists, flamenco guitarists in the world. And she's the, the top. Her name is Antonia Jimenez, and who's also um, a gay woman. And um, so that was very cool to have that theme. And then with one of the few female, you know, which is also another taboo thing, right? Because uh, men tend to dominate the, the guitar in flamenco, right? And now we're trying, we're seeing more um, women taking that role in, you know, being lead flamenco guitarists. So um, I, I don't know where, <laughs> to answer your question, I don't know where, it, it comes from different, you know, things. Like for example, now I've been tackling and trying to put forth this idea that's been in me for at least four years. Um, uh, which is? Which is kintsugi. Okay. Kintsugi is the uh, Japanese art of mending broken pottery with gold lacquer. Mm -hmm. Right. And the philosophy behind it is that instead of, you know, hiding the cracks and concealing it, you are highlighting them and painting them with gold. So now this piece that you would, when it breaks, you would tend to throw it away or it's less valuable, actually becomes more valuable, more beautiful, more interesting because it's been put back together and its history is highlighted, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the vessel. And um, I, I'm a fan of Elizabeth Gilbert, you know, Eat, Pray, Love. Mm -hmm. She wrote this book called Big Magic and she says that ideas plant themselves into people hoping that they will you know bring those ideas forth and if that person does not then the idea will leave them and implant themselves in somebody else and that's how you can get like multiple people having the same idea but then one person is the one that actually so i'm so afraid that somebody's gonna you know, we're 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 a country, <laughs> we're a, you know artists. All of us, we're a bunch, a lot of dreamers. But there, are, out of you know, out of all those dreamers, there are very few doers. Yeah, exactly. So, so the idea needs to go. So I was like, I need to, uh, I need to do this thing. And um, I tried when I was pregnant, and I was pregnant during the pandemic, and that was just not happening. And my friend, she was like, "You're doing enough creativity." within yourself i don't it makes sense why that's a whole different kind of production yeah that's a whole different <laughs> like it's okay just focus on yourself <laughs> you know so with the same uh choreography program i just got invited to do it again because they're doing an alumni year and i'm like okay now i have to i have to do it so now i'm in the research you know process of like different cultures that deal with breaking Right. So, for example, the Greeks, when something breaks, opa, right. Or the Jewish, the Jews, when you get married, you step on the glass 
or um, I just learned this the other day. I guess I never put the two two together, but Puerto Ricans, when something breaks, they clap. Sure. <laughs> you know. Or land a plane. <laughs> land a plane, right? <laughs> and um, and also like the idea that you know when something breaks, like it releases negative energy. Mm-hmm. So it's a celebration, mm-hmm. right? So it's like all these things, and then how do you translate that? philosophy that idea into flamenco interesting because it'll never be the same again but whatever form it does take i'm curious too like there's two two there's a fork in the road a little bit right Mm -hmm. you can either go the direction of trying to put it back Mm -hmm. as it was Mm -hmm. or you can take the pieces and begin something new exactly right yeah and there's some artists that will put together different pieces of different vessels and yeah. make something completely new. Um, and then there's like in the Native American, there's a tribe that makes, I guess, like the quilts or the rugs and they will purposely make a mistake in a section to kind of say like, you know, we're not all perfect. Huh. Um, or in putting clothes together, mending them together, that there's different fabrics you can put together to make something new. So that's where I'm at now. Like, how can I translate that into a flamenco theatrical production? Yeah. You know, Pygmalion part two. Pygmalion part two. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I mean, sculpture. I mean, you're kind of right there oh, in a way, that's right? A, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So each one like, um, leads off into the other, right? you know, and, um, and now I'm a mother, right? So that's a whole different, yeah. <laughs> you know, those themes definitely will be in there somehow because um, there's so many changes that happened and, you know, obviously the pandemic changes there. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to, to see where that what comes of that? Well, I love the idea. And thank you. You did answer the question very nicely. <laughs> and and, uh, and also, too, is that, you know, kind of, and it kind of wraps into the previous question a little bit, too, about, you know, the tra- ideas about tradition uh, and new forms, kind of like a checkoff. Right. We need new forms, like Siegel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also continuously, like, exploring the boundaries of, you know, where are we and what where, where can we be going and bringing back the idea of um uh, bringing Antonio Jimenez you know like you did with the Mujeres piece which was like right. all female right it was an right. all female piece kind of like like the form is not only the way you're pushing boundaries you're pushing boundaries by inviting other people in um with different backgrounds right. um and also mm-hmm. and how those people working to, together collaboratively um you know confronting identity like who you are, right. um, like that piece was, right, very much mm-hmm. so. And then, um, you know, and what resonates with today's audiences while also introducing them to the Japanese culture. Yeah. I mean, and, and how it can be put together and mm-hmm. resonate. I mean, who who hasn't, you know, picked up the pieces and trying to start over again, right? Absolutely. Metaphor for so many things. Totally. And, you know, we, we do want to hide sometimes, um, but that's a way of connecting, you know, that you can see um, someone's resilience through whatever trauma or whatever experiences that they've gone through that you would think, 
you know, what was something that broke you? Yeah. But did it really, you know, maybe it broke mm. you at the moment, but you came out of that, yeah. you know, and what you are, who you are now because of whatever you've gone through, no? So. And are they scars or are they just texture to your life? Totally. Right. Beautifully well, said. Well, God. Um, <laughs> I'm available. Uh, but um, uh, to be hired, that is. My wife would kill me otherwise. But um, uh, but it, also what you said, I mean, you just it's really great. You're, you're, we're really on the same wavelength. It's about connecting people, right? Yeah. It's about finding ways to connect people. Um, and your company and you, um, obviously, you're kind of like the focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're the, the engine, if you will, of your mm-hmm. company, for, for better or for worse, right? I'm yeah. just, I mean, I know that <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I can relate, yeah. uh, which had its own risks and responsibilities, right? By going alone and, and doing and but inviting people in right. as well. Mm-hmm. And so what have you learned on the, you know, the, putting your producer hat on for a second and uh, on the producing side of ways mm-hmm. of finding ways to engage audiences and, and bringing them into this work? It's it's not easy. <laughs> but if it's, it was, everybody'd be doing it. it. Yeah, like no, the dreamers, you're totally and, right. like the dreamers and doers thing, right? Yeah, it's it really takes, you know, humility to be able to ask for help, and admit I can I cannot physically, mentally, emotionally do it all by myself, right? Um, and then as you, you know, can relate, you know, as so you know, producer, um, marketing choreographer and the dancer you know and setting things up breaking things down it's just you know where do you find the time and usually the for me you know the dancing is what suffers because i'll do everything else and then sure then don't forget the admin work too yeah that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah, all the admin writing the checks yeah it's like i mean going to the post office mailing the checks and at what point do you tax returns yeah dance and create oh you gotta dance too right and rehearse what you've done right so while directing so you're being in it and so how do the direct movie directors who who act in the movie how do they well i think well i can speak for having (laughs) you and i also have a storied career in that sense too i had directed myself and something i acted in okay way back um i'm talking like straight out of college kind of thing okay professionally though and uh you know, you can't, I think I said this before in a podcast too, you can't just focus on your role. It's impossible. Yeah. It's really impossible because you see everything no matter what. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, whether you like it or not, your attention is not 100%. It can't be. I mean, it just, it's just actually, just, as much as you are, you may have you supreme, you may have supreme focus and be in the moment, you know, for whatever it is and whatever scene you're, or dance or song you're singing, whatever. But um, you always have that hyper, like we call it awareness, third eye, if you will, about what's going on with everybody, right? right. And, where, and why isn't she down there two feet down further, <laughs> you know, kind of thing, you know? And right. oh, the earring fell off on that one. Right. And, uh, and uh-oh, that light's not working. So, uh, you know, then, oh, by gosh, did, did I park in the right place at the meter out? You know what I mean? So, I mean, you're, <laughs> right. you're, you're, right did back. I do laundry today? Like, you're thinking of all these things, you know? Just like, yeah. Or, or do we, we get the dry cleaning for the actors? Whatever. Uh, it's a lot. So, I mean, it, but, you know, it's, it's, it, it is hard doing all that. But, yeah, but the marketing thing I want to touch on because, like, I feel coming out of the pandemic, it's I feel we've we've habitually trained people to stay at home. Not mm-hmm. we as a, we, the world, right. um, not we as producers. But unfortunately, we were hamstrung. Um, and I think many of us made the right choices to stay at home yeah. and to do things virtually as much as 
the world allowed us to do. And staying safe is number one. Right. Um, but there are repercussions to that. Yeah. And so I found people, it's hard. How do you get people to come out to see your shows? I have, I have the hardest time too. Yeah. You know, you just have to keep promoting, keep showing, keep, I like to do one-on-one. Um, hey, I'm going to be here. Right. I would love your support. But how much time do you have to do that while you're doing everything else, right? No, I hear I, you. You know, Engagement. if you do like a group text or if you do a group email, like yeah. a big blast, people, you know, getting bombarded all the time, all day, every day with yep. stuff, right? So I found that, you know, reaching out individually, whether it's a quick text, a call, an email, say, I would love to see you, you know, how's the family, you know, whatever, things like that. Um, I would love to, your support, you know, if you, even if you can't make it, you know, share the video, something like that, you know, and, yeah. um, but it, it just, it takes a lot. Yeah, sure does. Um, getting back to your work for a second. So you're, you're born and raised in, in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Has the neighborhood found its way into your work at all? Has it influenced you? I mean, obviously it's a person has, but as an artist, has it found its way into your work at I all? I mean, not. You, you can say no, it's fine. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, my, my culture, yeah, you know, being Puerto Rican and Dominican. Um, for Mujeres, I did a, a piece. So in flamenco, we have these round trip rhythms. They're called uh, Ida y Vuelta. Right. So there's a lot of Cuban, Argentinian, Latin American, you know, rhythms that we find. So I did um, one of those in the show and I, you know, wrapped my hair and I had an altar, you know, with um, my ancestors there and candles and things like that. Um, But maybe that's next. How would you include Washington Heights or Inwood. Well, we do it right now. It's you and we're at Good Shepherd. I mean, I well, mean, true. I yeah, live here. I mean, here, come right? on. I mean, how much more can it be? Um, our editor our, and everybody, we're, we're, we're all local here for the most part. Um, you know, but then it's always good to invite people in from elsewhere as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if not anything, we're a bustling, moving, um, you know, cornucopia of fruit flavors here. And, uh, yeah, for and, sure. Uh, melting pot over here. Melting pot is, is, the, is the term for sure. But yeah, I, I th- well, I think too, like going back to the, because I wasn't tied into the audience question too, because I think you have to listen to people and talk to people. And I love the fact that you said one-on-one because mm-hmm. every day, like just walking down here, um, ran into a photographer who's been on the podcast, ran into somebody else who, um, two people who've come to our outdoor movie screenings and they say, you know, they're not bashful to tell you what they like. <laughs> But they're more bashful. They're more unbashful, I should say, or direct to tell you what they didn't like or don't oh, like. Well, I mean, point is like, you, you know what you should have, or I shouldn't say it's not what you didn't like. It's more along the lines like, you know what you should show, you know what you so should good. do, and I'm like, that's fantastic. I said, when can you show up, right. and when can you help out, and yep. and by the way, you know, these are the dates, right? Okay, so when are you available to, to be there? <laughs> and then they're like, oh well, you know, oh, it's just thought it was a good idea, and I was like, well, sure, but um, but I I love the fact, but you know, you have to be, but you have to be open to that, right? And, and yeah. Because, you know, it's great you can and and talk about the work and talk about the dance and, mm-hmm. and how it connects and saying and going, oh, how do you include things? How do, how do I include your thoughts? How do I include yeah. your culture? I Just yesterday, speaking of Irish, mm-hmm. uh, one of the um, people for the Ancient Order of the Hibernian Society Whoa. approached me, Irish Society. I'm not a member, just so you know, or anything. <laughs> and they, and they, just, they said, oh, you, get, you did a great movie last year of... Um, what did we do? Uh, we did Waking Ned Divine outside. Okay. And um, producers from Ireland gave us um, the uh, 
uh, permission to do the show. And they're like, we would love to do a show with you next year outside. Our members came to that and we would love for you to do what can, can we get involved and stuff okay. like that. So the point is like, that's how you, right? And yeah. just talk to people and, you know, hopefully yeah, things evolve. And, and, uh, and, you know, and we should talk about well, for our next thing together, we can figure out how we, how we so can do down. something up here. East Harlem or West yes. Harlem or uptown in general. It's got to be uptown, though. It's got to yeah. be uptown. <laughs> Downtown's sure. got its own scene, right? And yeah, no, they got their own, yeah, right? their own lives. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, so uh, we talked about your next thing, possibly, and I, I encourage you uh, to go forth and uh, make this happen. And yeah. uh, and are you going to be touring coming out again? Um, or, I mean, you have a family, so it's a different, no, it's yeah, a different thing. No, yeah, but I, I am itching to, yeah. to do, because... You know, he's my baby's two now and um I'm ready to dance again. <laughs> Wheels on the bus go. <laughs> right. Like, well we'll produce you and you can focus on dancing, yeah. all right. No, I mean I love being with him and I wanna, you know, enjoy, but there's also that creative need to focus on something without the constant distraction. And, yeah. You know, daycare. <laughs> expensive so i have to hold out another year but in the meantime like so with this i'm hoping the you know going back to the choreographer series and you know i'm only supposed to do between 30 and 45 minutes so it's like a the first draft of what potentially can grow into a full-length show and if i can tour that i was supposed to have a tour 2020 well and yeah, we were gonna go to like three or four cities and do our thing, and it didn't work out. But the thought of it, and I was like, it's not. It was hard, yeah, to yeah. plan everything. But you know, I did it, so I'm I'm excited to possibly do that again. And if I can do that with my own show, that would be. Hey, a 35, 40 minute cool. show is great to tour. That'd be great. I, I saw a show um, with this prominent uh, flamenco dancer who was actually at the Hispanic Society. He did a show. His name is Israel Calvan, like in front of the building with sand. He cool. had sand all over the floor. And he just, it was just him. Flamenco, you know, avant-garde, contemporary. Um, and his show was like 40 minutes. And we're used to an hour, an hour and a half, right. two hour or multiple sets at least yeah. shows, and I was like, "That was perfect." Mm-hmm. I did not need any more, any less. So maybe now, you I, know, I, I think society has given us permission to have shorter shows now. I mean, yeah, with, with the our internet, attention span, uh, the to- is- TikTok era, we'll call them. I mean, whatever it is, <laughs> right? It's, it's like it's it's where I mean, what, at the film festival we do the short shorts, which are films under five minutes, everybody's favorite always, and they're not even the best pieces all the time, but. Yeah. Um, they just love them. Yeah. They they're sold out every year. Yeah. Um. So maybe you got something there again. The contemporary merging with the traditional again yeah. and the forms. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, we look forward to uh, yeah. your forty-five minute show and, <laughs> and seeing what happens. Um. So where can we send people to see this show when it comes out? Whatever. Where where on the web can we send people? Yeah. Well, to keep tabs with you. My website is zanex.com. Um. I also have you know Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I caved in. I was like, I'm never going to do TikTok. See, I, I got to hire a 20-year-old to run TikTok for uh, me. It's like, I just don't have the bandwidth. Maybe you could show me. <laughs> I just watch. I don't really even. But yeah, like I'm on all of those. Xanax uh, Barrera Flamenco. And then the show that's scheduled to come out, it'll be in April. 
2024 awesome. at El Barrio's Art Space where I live. Cool. Yeah. Well, listeners, you have your marching orders. Go bookmark <laughs> it. Follow her. But she's not going to follow you on TikTok. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> she's got too much going on. All right. Everybody. <laughs> well, thanks again, Yannick, for being Thank a you. guest here. This is awesome. You betcha. So uh, once again, it's Yannick Sperera for all of us here at uh, Inwood Artworks On Air. This is an artist spotlight episode of Inwood Artworks On Air where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes that make their home here in northern Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That really does help. Also, many thanks to Church of Good Shepherd here for hosting us and to Hidesites.com for uptown promotional support. You can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate or via Venmo at Inwood Artworks. Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up all that we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, live performances, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. And Inwood Artworks programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air. <laughs>